Benfica Podcast is one of the founding partners or founding projects of Benfica Independent. Uh, BenficaIndependent.com is a site where you can find tons and tons of content. Our podcast included Brinco do Batista, Benfica FM, along with uh, uh, audio uh, recaps uh, of games, a lot of podcasts about modalidade, if that's your thing and you want to keep up uh, with the modalidade, but you really don't have the time uh, on your schedule to watch the Modalidades on BTV. You can now catch the recaps and also Modalidades talk on Befig Independent, along with a lot of uh, uh, opinion articles, uh, all independent, everyone with their own opinion. There's no agenda between a Befig uh, Independent. The only thing is that we just want what's best uh, for the club. Uh, Befig Independent is also on Patreon with two levels of support, one at two and one at five. Uh, and I believe the five gets you some uh, free swag. So uh, if you like the content and if you like what's produced on there, uh, please do support us uh, by going to uh, patreon.com backslash Benfica Independent. Calma de quem é grande, maior que os maiores. É uma paixão que eu tenho explicação. Eu não consigo explicar o que é ser do Benfica. Eu sinto o que é ser do Benfica. Mas de facto uma paixão. E as paixões são assim, vivem-se assim intensamente. Aqui não há nenhuma razão. É paixão, paixão, paixão. Ser Benfica. Até à morte. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another edition of the Talking to the Doll Benfica podcast. No, it's just not another edition. This is episode number 400. Four zero zero, the longest running Benfica podcast. I could say that. I could say that, right? With no offense to anyone, right? Cristiano, how are you? You're not offending anyone. I mean, I think you. I mean, does it count when nobody was listening? You're talking to yourself. <laughs> it was still running. Oh, okay, so ding ding, you're not offended. You're right. The longest running Benfica podcast in the history of the internet, the old wide web internet. Lin Alfredo, congratulations, Dave. Fantastic job. Couldn't have gone to 400 without you. Alfredo, Capitão, congrats. This is a big mo. I wish I, I remembered it. I mean, instead of having our Colimão, I would have had Martini Colimão, something. I don't know, but definitely we could have had a celebratory drink. Nonetheless, congratulations, Steve, Neil. Peggy, everybody that's been involved in the project since day one, man, we couldn't have done this without you guys. Alfredo, great job. Yeah. And great job speaking to yourself all those episodes and nobody was listening. <laughs> uh, I mean, it takes it takes some real belief inside you to, to get to this point. Yeah, there, there's there's way too many people to to mention. Christian already mentioned. Marco, I forgot some. about Marco. Yeah, Marco, the two Marcos. Um, I didn't know the other Marco. The other Marco, once I showed up, he ran away. I don't know. Maybe he's afraid of competition. No, he, he no, gave up that. on uh, on Portuguese football altogether because of everything that was going on at that time with so corruption, like, the referees. So your wife cheats on you, you give up on women altogether. Is that <laughs> no, how it goes? He, oh, just, he, like, he just said that it wasn't worth his time. So he just he just moved on. Jeez. Um, and that was how many years ago? I don't think it's gotten any better since then. No. If anything, it's gotten worse. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, it's too many... Pedro Sorodio, uh was was one of the originals. I think yes. I, I remember I started doing Pedro, with Pedro Sorodio even before Steve started. So it, it's been quite a quite a trip. You guys, we all. need to have a reunion. <laughs> like, see, right now, four hundred would have been the reunion. 
Yeah, yeah. Kick Dave to the side. No, I'm joking. I think <laughs> I'm we're, joking. we're gonna we're gonna save that. Um, <clears throat> we're gonna save that for 500. We're gonna do a reunion. We're gonna have every single person that's been on the podcast. God bless uh, Patrick, you, bro. Patrick Kendrick included. You hear this, Dave? This guy believes he's gonna make another five, uh, another hundred episodes hey. of this. I mean, Jesus, God bless you, bro. A uh, hundred. You gotta be around that long. The way Benfica's going. Another, Are we gonna a, have a club then? That's at least another two and a half seasons. Ain't nobody. Well, Not, it, it just feels like 300 was a uh, like a month ago the, that we did the 300 episode and we had guests on the 300 episode as well. And that was about a year and a half ago. It can't be more, longer than that. Well, yeah. the thing is, the thing is, with the way our clubs perform over the last couple of years and being knocked out right away, like, you know, the group stage, it's going to take us like three seasons as opposed to one and a half or two, because when they progress through the stages, it's more episodes for us. Well, just just think about it this way. There's, it's a weekly podcast. Not really. We still do it every Tuesday night, yeah, regardless of what it's a weekly night. podcast. You got 52 weeks in, in a season or, or in a year. Uh, then you take away three, four weeks for off season. You take away another four weeks during the year so for international 40, 43 break. Three weeks. Yeah. So you think at least two and, half, two and a half, two and a half, two and a half, forty-five, ninety. Yeah, forty. Uh, some let. Whatever. We'll we'll get there. When we get there, we'll let you know. Maybe five hundred will be our curtain call and say, "Okay, this we'll, is enough. Wrap we're, it we're, up. We're out. Take the ball and go home. <laughs> take like, the ball. Nobody playing with it. That's right. Hopefully Benfica by then is winning and then we could actually come on here and talk about Benfica with a positive uh, thought and a, and a nice smile on our faces. But nonetheless, all jokes aside, listen, Capitão, this wouldn't have been possible without you, man. And and I'm pretty sure there's a lot of people throughout the world echoing my sentiments right now. You have done every Benfica in the English-speaking world a service. We greatly uh, appreciate it. Thank you very much for nagging me to come on the podcast when I had no interest of coming on at all. Uh, even the Lagarto, Eric, who, who really yeah, it wasn't me, it was uh, introduced us, right? He, like We knew each other for 20 years, but he reintroduced us. Um, thank you very much for, for, for you know being persistent. Thank you very much for believing in the project. Thank you very much for believing in Benfica. And uh, we are all much better off today and, and, and definitely grateful for the hard work that you put in. These are uh, going back to the days of the forum, and then you decided to eventually start putting your voice to it and talking to Falapov Neck. <laughs> and now here we are, 400 episodes, man. Thank you uh, very much for all your hard work, man. And I look forward to another 400. Yeah. Thank you for your kind words, Cristiano. Um, and a man that's also a part of this history is Dave de Oliveira. And, uh, and certainly, uh, Dave has, has been quite a, an addition to the podcast. And even though Dave doesn't get as much of a speaking part because Cristiano monopolizes all the time in his Stop podcast, um, Dave, somebody got to take a role. Dave know? is super important to the podcast because he, he's the stats guy. He always, he always sends us. He's a young, good looking guy. I mean, you know, all the views we get on YouTube is because of him. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's why we stop posting the videos on, on YouTube. <laughs> yeah, no, but Dave, Dave is super important. Uh, every every week he sends us uh, an email with stats and, and things that we need to talk about and, and mention. And, and really, it, he's important. And I normally go over him after the podcast. So, Dave, keep him up. Keep up the great work. I apologize for getting to your stats afterwards. But nonetheless, they're important. And we take... Uh, you know, bits and pieces of information from it. You correct us a lot of times and just Capitão and I are yeah. in our own little cloud and we don't pay attention half the time. But thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Hey, and you're, 
you guys keep me on my feet too with uh, asking the most random uh, questions in the middle of podcasts. Who who did this? Who scored this goal in '96? Uh, and who was the captain here? But you guys keep me on my feet, and uh, I uh, share the same sentiments of uh, Cristiano. Without uh, you, Alfredo, this podcast is uh, is nothing. And like I've said on many podcasts, uh, it's our own uh, free one hour therapy session where we can just talk it out and. and just discuss the uh, the daily interactions of Benfica, especially these last couple of uh, weeks here where it hasn't been all uh, roses. But again, uh, thank you so much, Alfredo, for uh, all your hard work and uh, really starting off this project here. With the exception of maybe three females in this world, everybody else is thankful for this, with the exception of maybe the females involved in our lives. <laughs> Everyone else is thankful for that. So. Um, yeah, I wasn't expecting that. So, so thank you both for, for the kind words. And, uh, you know, yeah, I think that we've, I have spoken enough about what the podcast means to me, what the podcast means to all of us and what the podcast means to the people that listen. So everybody knows that story. Um, it's a, it's a big round number, but at the same time, and I don't know if it's the current mood with, with the whole Benfica, but I, I didn't feel that I needed to do something special for this podcast, but I, I actually did something special for the podcast. Uh, I am in studio with Cristiano. I'm at wearing our masks and wearing our masks. We, we haven't, I haven't been here in, in, in quite some time. Um, I haven't been here in such a long time that I had to put uh, Google Maps to get here. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, no, you know, and the, the thing with Dave is we bust his his balls all the time about you know his pronunciation of uh, of Portuguese. That's uh, what makes teams. Dave. Yeah, that's what makes Dave. Dave, don't ever take that to heart, man. That's just no, that's never, never. That's what makes um, Dave. We used to crack on PZ in his ears and stuff. And look, he started. He still continues being PZ and scoring goals and acting as if we just won the World Cup. You know, yeah. we still love him. Yeah. So let's let's get this um, show on the road. Uh, we got a, a fun packed. Well, I don't know about fun, but it's definitely packed episode. We're going to look back at the Arsenal game, at the Riwav game. Uh, we'll look ahead to Sturil and uh, Besad, which uh, are the next Benfica. Games one is Thursday for the second leg of the Tasa Portugal. The other one is the next round of the Liga Nosh. Monday. Um, before we get going, though, um, as you guys may may or, or may not know, some of the listeners, we um, had the the privilege of uh, interviewing um, Sven Goran Eriksson, um, a very a legendary Befica coach. Bro, if uh, you need to tell people to, who Sven Goran uh, Eriksson is, bro. There's some young people out there, but uh, okay, you're right, uh, you're right. a legendary coach that coached <laughs> me had two stints uh, with Benfica, uh, took Benfica to uh, uh, a Champions League or, at the time, uh, Champions Cup final against uh, a powerful AC Milan. We had the pleasure of, of speaking to him um, in an interview that was included uh, to celebrate the club's 117th anniversary, uh, you can find that video and that interview of myself and Cristiano and, and Sven Goren, um, on YouTube and Bifika Independent, um, YouTube channel. Uh, Bifika Independent, of course, as you know, we're part of, of that, uh, platform and that whole, uh, project. We're, we're very proud to be part of it and founding members of it so definitely uh check that out and go support uh the site so on and so forth it still doesn't feel Should've, like yeah, doesn't, talk, doesn't talk feel it. like reality i can't believe i Let, had the give, privilege let's I, give some context i can't believe right? i had the privilege of interviewing 
the second greatest coach. I mean, if he get behind George Jesus, I just can't believe that. <laughs> oh, my, I mean, oh, <clears throat> Bella Gutman. Sorry, guys. Sorry, sorry. No, hold your, like, dude, it just, it still doesn't feel real, man. Yeah. I, um, um yeah. And, and I just want to give it some, some, as you were watching that, that just, uh, I want to give it some context, right? So w- that was actually recorded. It wasn't live. We recorded that a week ago yesterday. So on a Monday morning, uh, 10 o'clock, Swedish time, but we got on at four thirty, which was uh, four thirty for us here at uh, East Coast. Um, trying to be as as quiet as possible. Well, they the might house. be six hours. They might be six hours ahead because yeah. after Portugal is six. Yeah, Portugal is five. Yeah, and Spain that's true. It might be six. So whatever, well, might have been ten, eleven. What the dude showed up and we showed up at four thirty. No was, one could dispute that. It was four fifteen when I got up, got ready. Uh, set all the equipment up, turn everything on, and and lo and behold, uh, there he was, and we were both in in admiration of the person. I gotta be honest, bro. Privileged. I didn't think you were showing up, and even when you were talking about him, I'm like, he ain't showing up. And then when I seen him on my screen, I said, Jesus Christ, he showed up. Oh my goodness! Like it was one of those moments, man. Yeah. And, and here I was looking and having the privilege and the opportunity to speak to a man that. When I first fell in love with Benfica at yeah. four years old, this was our head coach. This was the coach that was leading us to finals. This was the coach that had Benfica playing out Benfica like you and I like to talk about so much. When Benfica era arrasador, it was like Taça da Liga. I mean, Taça Portugal, there was no Taça Liga at the time. Uh, epa, era por quantos, never seemos ganhar. And like, you know, this guy brought so much recognition to Benfica, brought his new coaching methods. If for those of you that, that, that are into, the, you know, the whole coaching strategy and whatever, he talks about how we, when he first arrived at Benfica and you had the, the Ventus of the world, the Shalanas, the Humberto Coelhos, these real big figures in the locker yeah. room ready to go running into, you know, cross country the in the middle of the Mato. And he's like, no, no, guys, uh, we're, we're playing football. And they're like, ah, and like, you know, a lot of people in today's football talk about how much Jose Mourinho has changed the coaching style, the coaching aspect of the game. And <clears throat> very few mention uh, a guy like Sven Goran Eriksson, who brought these methods over from Sweden at such a young age in his career. And I say, you know, and we're talking about 40 years ago now. Well, close to 40 years, um, 1982, 83, whatever. But still, he came in, revolutionized Portuguese football, and he's been such a great figure in the Benfica world that I think as I jokingly said before, if like you need to explain to a Benfica so Sven Goran Eriksson is, you, you know, you might want to go back and then look up some of your history because this is an absolute legendary coach at Benfica. He was unfortunate to lose the two finals in European football that he was in. But nonetheless, he had our club there. He had our club playing f- amazing football. We had respect throughout European football. And a lot of it is thanks to a guy like him, a guy that believed in a project like Benfica. Um, and, and I think, you know, fast forwarding it to today's uh, Benfica, it's I don't want to sit here and knock anybody, but it's a damn shame that a coach with such a status at our club doesn't get the recognition and the love from our c- club right now. He's never been to the muse- museum. Doesn't you know what I mean? He's never. It's just I think He's never been to the Seychelles. People like that, people that give so much to our club, need to be brought in and and, and coddled and and appreciated and show the love because we we spend a lot of time you know idolizing shitheads and guys like this that absolutely deserve the love and attention from the Benfica world. It's sad that the club is just hasn't 
giving them the respect that these guys deserve. But nonetheless, we here at Benfica Podcast are very appreciative at Benfica yeah. Independent. Man, we couldn't have done it without the boys back there. We're just so thrilled and so happy to, to have had that opportunity, man. It's absolutely bonkers. And now I'm going to sit back, be quiet, let Dave talk because I talk too much. <laughs> yeah. No, no, think about this. And as Cristiano mentioned, he was, uh, and we asked him about his, uh, his coaching method. Just think about this, right? It's a guy coming from, from Sweden. Um, having coached a relatively unknown, uh, team in, in Sweden, IFK. Well, in Sweden, they're, they're kind of known, but not known in Europe. He's a Scandinavian, right? Where if you look at Scandinavian teams at that time are teams that they're, they're, they're tall, they're physical, uh, but they're not as technical for a guy to arrive in Lisbon with methods that were defined more around technique and working on your stamina based on work with the ball, that's revolutionary. That is revolutionary. So when Cristiano mentions... Especially for that time. Yeah. When Cristiano mentions Mourinho brought this, that guy at the time, he was the guy that was revolutionizing a lot of the training methods. And uh, and and really, uh, Benfica's team, and, and we talk about it in the interview, for as, as veterans as they were in the locker room, guys that could have said... Who the heck is this Swedish young guy that's that's going to tell us what to do with these new methods? Befica players actually made a pact, as he told us. He made a pact that said, we're going to give this guy time. We're going to give this guy a chance. And I think it was because of that that he was able to bring Befica the success that he did. So uh, as Cristiano mentioned, we're, we're incredibly uh, privileged and, and, and thankful for uh, the, the guys over at Befica Independent for setting that up and for giving us... Um, for giving us the, the stage to to do it, um, and so go listen to that man. It's it's really it's a really good interview, and um, I would like to think that we did a good job at least. And uh, stay tuned. All, There's more coming. Yeah, all the all the guys that have reached out and, and said good job, man. We appreciate it tremendously that you took yeah, the time it, to to it watch was an that. Honor. So it was, it was, it was great. Um, so let's get uh, right into uh, this. Uh, I know that we have to. Um, we'll, we'll start right with the, with the Arsenal game. If he could travel to Greece to play the second leg, uh, against Arsenal, having, uh, tied 1-1 in the first leg, which was, uh, Benfica's home game, um, in, in Rome. Uh, then Greece was Arsenal's game. And, and I'll give you the lineup. Elton was in goal, uh, Gonçalves and Grimaldo <coughs> on the, on the wings. Verissimo Otamendi and Vertongen were once again in the, Back line, so a three back, uh, three center back defensive line. Weigel, Pizzi, Tarap, Rafa, and Seferovic were, uh, the rest of, um, of the guys. Um, one nothing from Obama Yang. Did I say that right? I, I, I get criticized all the it time because beautiful. I say, because I say Obama shit. Yang. I call him Obama Yang too. So. Yeah. And, and we really, we thought that things were, were, were really going to get out of hand. Uh, but, uh, you know, uh, Diogo Gonçalves ended up, uh, scoring one for Benfica at, uh, at the end of the half. Uh, a beautiful, beautiful, Oof. beautiful free kick. And I was, I was thinking, um, is he a specialist now? <laughs> a lot of, a lot of people would say that, but here, here's the thing. Every once in a while, there's a player that comes up and takes free kicks that we would never expect. Victor Lindelof at Avalad. 
Victor Lindelof. Like, I've what, seen what's some the money? What, what, what? Oh, good job. Yeah, but somebody never scored one. Though. No, he has scored. He has? Yeah. I don't remember. But we Can't just, be that many. Every I, once in a while, we see these guys that we never seen before. That as, as I've ever actually, I've, I, I think I've seen in previous games, to be brutally honest, and I think the listeners uh, who paid attention to this type of stuff will, will agree uh, or vouch for me, I should say. I've seen in other instances where we've had free kicks right around about, and, and he's come in and like about, like Ashisha. <laughs> It, but like they've left them all. But I guess this this day they said, "Yo, go ahead, do you." And uh, I mean, to his credit, what a freaking goal loss! So, I mean, that was beautiful to watch. Yeah, absolutely beautiful to watch. Yeah, and and Arsenal dominated Benfica for for most of the half, and then at the end of the half, I think that Benfica had uh, uh, some some time there. Scores that goal, comes out of the locker room with a positive outlook. Some substitutions in the fifty seventh minute. Which um, I still don't understand. Yeah, Darwin for Seth, Gabriel for Tarapt, Everton for Pizzi. Uh, look, it, it is, I don't think it's worth us dissecting this, but, uh, 61st minute, uh, Rafa put Pifika two up. Um, then, uh, Everett, um, Arsenal would, would tie it and at 2-2. So at 2-1, we were in a perfect position. Even at 2-2, we were in a great position to see this out. Uh, and we ended up giving up, uh, the, the losing goal, I guess you could say that in the 87th, uh, minute, uh, to Arsenal. It's a shame. Uh, it's a shame because a lot of us believed that, that this could happen. Uh, even JJ said that they, they had belief that they could have turned this thing around. Um, but look, um, when Benfica gets, goes up two to one, guys, on a fantastic, a uh, reaction by Helton Leith, who's been criticized by many for playing, but it's the reason why he's playing. One, he catches balls, crosses, whatever. And two, he's able to play the ball out the back, and he, he lifted his head. Saw Rafa, had an opportunity to be one-on-one with a guy. Got a little lucky bounce when Ceballos shot ahead of it back. Didn't really get it all. Um, and, and, and Rafa, to his credit, never gave up. Got on the ball. Mefica takes a two-to-one lead, and now you're starting to really believe. I never doubted for a split second that Arsenal was going to get the, the tying goal. I knew it was coming. I was just hoping it would take 20, 25 minutes as opposed to seven, right? Like it happened. I was just hoping it would, it would drag out, drag out, because I, I, I had this crazy feeling. If they score early, we're really going to be in trouble. And they did. And ultimately, we were in trouble. Uh, Benfica didn't take advantage of the few opportunities they had in the second half. They had another couple opportunities. Gabriel, Rafa, two-on-one, Squander that. Uh, Darwin, Darwin, I forgot his yeah. name. Look at that. Darwin one on one with, 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 with the, the, the Luis trips on his own feet. But nonetheless, it was going to be imperative that Benfica held on to that lead as much for as long as they could in order to apply that much more pressure on Arsenal because you knew as the game progressed, Arsenal is going to feel the pressure of, you know, their favorites. They're really going to start pressing. Now Benfica is able to catch these guys on a counter, maybe go up three to one, but no. Um, Everton comes in, uh, Gabriel comes in, Doron comes in. I am a guy that sits here and defends George Zeus nine out of ten times. But in this time, I really didn't understand the substitutions of taking out that opt in PZ. To me, I was totally okay taking out what, look, the Sferovic and Darwin, that one to me is a wash. But then when it came to taking out both of your center midfielders, guys that had, that had had a successful game and Fika's starting to finally Get a hold of the ball a little bit. It's starting to, you know, those guys have the ability to control the game at any point with, you know, with, with, with their possession. And you take both of those guys. I really did not understand it. Um, I thought maybe one 
of those two should have stayed in and maybe saved the Gabriel for a little bit later on uh, in the game. But no, he decided to make that switch right then and there. I didn't want to kill it at first because I looked at it as, you know, maybe they had this thing. You're going to go 60 minutes, balls to the wall, and then we're going to bring in fresher legs. But once they give up that goal, and it just so happened it was Everton that got so easily beaten. But look, mm-hmm. I'm not going to kill that because I think if Peasy's in that situation and Tarapton, they're going to get beaten just as well because they're not extraordinarily the good defenders either way. So I think that was a wash. It was just I didn't understand the substitutions. I didn't yeah. understand it. I, I think um, I could put some logic on the substitutions, right? And we talk about all the time about Tarapton, Tarapt basically – he works like a like a horse, uh, and usually around the 60th minute is when you see him start to decline. Um, more par- more mis- mistaken passes, bad passes, and and it's all because of of the fatigue, right? So I thought that Gabriel would shore up the midfield uh, defensively. He didn't do that when he bought, er- bought Everton. Everton is not a player to play in that system. Everton is a player that plays wide. He's not going to play as an interior uh, interior midfielder. And yes, he was beaten. And who's to who's to say that that Pizzi wouldn't have been beaten too in that situation? But Everton really came in into a position, and he was really out of his element in that. But look, uh, that's neither here nor there. I think that you what you have to take away from this is that Benfica could have easily have gone on through the next round. Um, unfortunately. Um, and like many things that have happened this season, everything went wrong. Dave, thoughts on the game? And then I guess you could give us some some numbers also and we could move on. Yeah, though things ultimately ended up going um, going wrong. It was, I think, for that that period there where we had the, the, the lead and we had the two-goal advantage. It was fun considering the last couple of weeks and how dark and gloomy it's been. We had some hope with this team and we could not to use this uh, phrase, but we could see the light and uh, that, that thought of progressing on to the next round, because I'm going to be brutally honest here. I did not see us uh, coming into this game. I had no, no hope in this team. So the fa- the fact that we had that glimmer of hope, I'll take the positive out of it. That's the, uh, the positivity is rubbing off on me from uh, Cristiano. So that, that 20 minutes of, of hope that we had while well, we had the, uh, the, the two goal advantage, um, but ultimately it ended up in heartbreak once again for this squad, but I'll, uh, I'll take the positives and, and be happy with that 20 minute span where we had the advantage, um, stats on this, uh, this game here, Benfica only had a, a total of six shots and the only two that were on target were ultimately, uh, the two goals that were scored. So we talked about these chances that uh, that we had in the second half, but ultimately none were ever on target. Only uh, Rafa's was on target, and uh, Diogo Gonzalez in the uh, the first half there. Back to back seasons that Benfica has been eliminated in the round of 32 of the Europa League. Uh, so last year was against Shakhtar, this year against Arsenal, and Benfica ended the Europa League with three wins, four draws, a one loss uh, this season, 21 goals scored, 13 goals against. There you go. And that's our uh, European campaign for this year. Uh, more next year. Uh, I don't know. Depending on where we uh, end up in the in the table at the end of the, the season. Certainly right now you're basically you're out of Europe because the first two go directly. The, no. 
The first two go directly. The third goes to the pre-qualifier. The fourth goes you're to... You're out of Champions League. Yeah, you, you're the, the fourth Europe. goes to, uh, Europa to Europa League. Yeah. So, it, look, still a lot of games to go. Still a lot of company not to be played. Right now, as things stand, Braga is in second place. Four points ahead of Benfica, I believe. Portus follows next three points ahead. So, I mean, still a lot to be played. I understand it's not been a terrific season by any stretch of the imagination. Anywhere near what we all expected and hoped. But nonetheless... This team needs to uh, pick their heads up, finish off the season the right way, because, again, second place is still very much in, in, in reach. And uh, as bad as things have gone, we could, you know, at least light a little positivity at the end of the tunnel. You know what I mean? With with qualifying in second, none of us will be happy. But at the end of the day, it's it's the worst. Uh, it's the least of, of, of the worst possibilities. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, I agree. Um, next up for Benfica, Riwav. Uh, Riwav uh, at Stade de Luz this past Monday. Uh, we'll give you the lineup. Elton was in goal. Gonçalves uh, right back. Verissimo and Jardel uh, were the center-back pairing. Uh, both Vertogen and Otamendi um, not available, or they just didn't play at all. Otamendi, I believe, was suspended. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's right. Otamendi, Otamendi was suspended his ninth yellow card or whatever. Cause after five, you get five, you get a game suspension, then it's four. And then I guess it's three and it keeps trickling. I don't know, whatever, something like that. Yeah. But I know it's due to yellow card accumulation. As far as Vertongan, I'm not sure. Did he pick up a knock before, before the game? I just, that one, I don't know. I'm, yeah, I'm not sure. I wasn't I'm, paying attention. Yeah, I'm not entirely I, didn't, I didn't see him on the medical bulletin before the, uh, think, the start of the match. Dave, when I said picked up, I'm talking about maybe like in pregame warm-ups or something because I yeah. don't think anyone expected that. I don't know. I don't know where that came from. Yeah. Because he wasn't even on the bench or anything. Yeah. It was Morato, right? Yeah, it was Morato. Yeah. Weigel in uh, Tarapta in the midfield. Rafa on one side, Everton on the other. Walsh, Schmidt behind Seferovic. Um, Darwin, not any, Darwin is picked up a knock. He might be out a couple weeks. Um, his head he needs so, to get his head examined. Yeah. His finishing touch. He needs to get something. No, nah, he needs to get that confidence level back up. For maybe, sure. maybe put him on the B team and let him wreak havoc on. No, I'm so it was. Uh, it was. I was back gonna to- say we had a debate about this two, three weeks ago, where somebody was calling for Darwin to get some rest, and we went at it pretty good uh, between uh, you and uh, Cristiano and Alfredo there. So unfortunately, Gonzalo Ramos still not getting time. Don't recall. <laughs> Yeah, but for what? Sferovic keeps scoring. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Sferovic keeps scoring. Needs 25 chances to score a goal. On this goal, you still got to get there. It was blocked. It bounced no, off a know. player's. I didn't blocked, see it that way. Off a player's leg, and he finally beat the keeper off off of crazy bounce. The only thing I saw was the ball hit the back of the net. That's it. That's, that's all that matters, that's right? It. That's At this point, we'll take any goal: ass goal, shoulder goal. Nose goal, ear goal, anything. Any goals. Even Pizzi's goal that shot it right at the keeper, and I don't know the what keeper the keeper moved out the way. <laughs> but I'll tell you, look, to Svetovic's credit, he scored the goal, and he's just nonchalant about it. Pizzi, I don't know what the f- – I don't know where that – that's got to be a message to somebody. But Pizzi, there was – a lot of, and again, it wasn't a lot. As you said, my man shot at the goalie. The goalie got out the way. Like, yo, man. Like, it was hard. Peasy, I would, it was hard. Was he supposed to tap it at the goal? I mean, like, dude, Peasy, I wouldn't be celebrating. I mean, did Pagasto guys, the dude got out the way. <laughs> yeah. No, um, I mean, we're joking about the Pagasto, but come on, dude, that, the, the goal, I don't know what the hell the goalie was thinking. Maybe he thought the ball, he, yeah. was, he shot one way and it went the other way, but he had a lot of rain. He, Ran over to the sideline, hugged Rick yeah. Costa. P- That's a message. But Pizzi is is one of those guys that gets a lot of criticism because of 
suppose he's one of the leaders of this team, uh, one of the pillars of the locker room. So he picks up, he gets a lot of criticism and I, I'm sure that these guys are, are, are not, uh, blind to what they read, to what they see on social media. I mean, the ridiculousness of people going to, uh, uh players or w- players wife's social media and insulting people that come on, man. We're better than that, man. Uh, yeah, take your take your frustrations on on something else, man. Don't go on somebody's uh, social media and just go absolutely nuts on them. Uh, and then you you wonder why players are not reachable because you know you don't know how to behave, you don't know how to be. Um, anyway, um, a good ten minutes for Mifika, and after that, it was. Uh, it was, uh, mostly Riwav. Uh, Riwav had, uh, the better of, uh, of the chances. Uh, Riwav with four chances, uh, against one for Benfica. More possession for Benfica, but Riwav more incisive with more shots and, and more everything than Benfica with the exception of, uh, of possession. Second half, completely different story. And usually what has been is we've had, we have a good half in the second half. Uh, we go down, the team is unrecognizable and, and maybe it ties up a little bit into, uh, being affected by COVID, not have, being at the, uh, at the level, at the physical level that's expected, the fatigue, the stamina. I get that. I can understand that. I can understand that. But if you get the second half, much, much better. Uh, Seferovic goal in, in the 59th minute, which is what you want. You want to score that goal, uh, in the first uh, 15 minutes of the second half. So it kind of settles. Um, and I thought that, uh, I thought that Benfica played well, played well from them. I think even, even the, the substitutions were, were good. Chiquinho came in for Tarapti, didn't do bad. Pizzi came in for Walshmid, who would add an animated second half after his poor first half. Uh, Pizzi would eventually score the goal. Um, and then Rafa came in, uh, for, uh, I mean, Servi came in for Rafa, who looked absolutely out of his element. Uh, JJ then said in the post conference that, um, that Rafa was absolutely, uh, gassed, uh, in this game. So a much better second half by Benfica creating chances and eventually capitalizing, uh, getting the goal. I think that they really gave confidence to the team because as the game goes on and, and you keep missing those chances and you won't catch those, those lucky breaks, then the anxiety sets in and you really, uh, start, uh, playing more with the heart than, than anything else. But, uh, Benfica was able to get the second goal from, from Pizzi, but uh, up until the second goal, I think that Benfica really dominated the Riwav. Uh, so a good win, uh, for Benfica. I wish we would have played better in the first half, but the second half kind of leaves, uh, leaves, leaves, should leave people encouraged for, for what's to come. Uh, after all, from what JJ says, everything is, uh, is done. All the players are immune now because they've had COVID with the exception of three players. So now they're really now, agora que, agora que, right? That's what JJ, and now, now we're, 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 we're co- finally coming to life. What did he use the, uh, an expression? Oh, we're peeking. Our head is peeking out. And uh, he said, the team is getting to the levels, but I think he might have said this some time ago this season. But anyway, um, we, we're going to be uh, Cristiano here and, and, and stay positive on this one. But um, hey, Everton, you know, a win is a win. Everton to assist. Everton to assist, which uh, he had that ball on a crossbar early on in, in the game and in that typical Everton play. 
uh, that I don't know how our uh, opponents haven't figured that out that he does that and he hits it every every time is the same shot, same move. Uh, but uh, you know, look, I'll take wins, I'll take goals. I mean, look, it's I'll Im- take clean sheets. It's important, guys. It, it's really important. It's imperative that we we drive down this message. Which is, yes, the season's been absolute shambolics, right? But that being said, guys, we need, we need, we cannot afford to finish out of Champions League uh, places. And then on top of it, based on what we witnessed this past offseason with Baal, do you really want to finish in that third spot? I don't. So, I mean, it's imperative we finish top two. It, it, look, it, it'll still be a disappointment, but when you're looking at where we've, where we're at, where we were at just a week ago in terms of points behind, you know, five points behind Porto, um, the way we've been playing atrocious football, it's a small victory, you know, to finish top sec, top two. We absolutely need to get these players to start playing well. And, and as you said, Alfredo, it's maybe it's the beginning of something. Second half leaves you, you know, looking at things totally different. That whole Dave, what's that mentality? Glass half full, glass, glass half empty. I think after a performance, like we saw, we get it. It's after all. But it's, you know, we have to, I think, look at it as a glass half full and, and try to keep things positive going forward. Yeah. Dave, what'd you think of the game, man? Well, we got to start somewhere, right? We're, we're, we're at the lowest of the lows coming into this match. So you got to start somewhere. And yeah, we got the two goals. We got the clean sheet. We got the three points. It's a, it's a stepping stone to build some confidence off of moving forward. Uh, for the the second half of the season here, so they had they they had to start somewhere. They don't they did miss uh, quite a few opportunities there in the second half that this game could have easily been five nothing. But we'll take the two goals and three points, and, and it's a it's a stepping stone, and much better to be stepping in this direction than going the uh, falling down the stairs in the other direction. So yeah. take the three points and move on. Dave, numbers. Uh, f- this game was the uh, fifth consecutive match that Benfica went into the uh, halftime uh, tied at half and fourth out of the last six that the uh, scoreline had been uh, 0-0 there. So we uh, spoke about Benfica's poor performance in the first half, but luckily turned it around in the second half with the uh, two goals there uh, by Seferovic and Pizzi, who uh, are now tied uh, for the league or for the lead in goals for Benfica with 13 each. And uh, like Cristiano mentioned, Everton assisted on both of those uh, goals in the first. It's the first time this season that Everton has had two assists in the uh, same game uh, for Benfica. He's only trails Darwin. Uh, Darwin's eight assists for the team lead in assists. Yeah. So, like I said, uh, clean sheet, three points, two goals. You know, that's uh, that's definitely a positive. And as Dave mentioned, maybe a stepping stone for for what's what's to come. Um, and I think that uh, as Benficistas, we're we're eternal hopefuls uh, that th- this is this is going to be it. This is going to be this. This is going to be the start. This is going to be, uh, you know, wh- whatever it is. But uh, certainly it's much better to come on a podcast and talk about a win uh, than it is to talk about a loss. Um, and certainly that. Arsenal fixture, we could have said, well, uh, we're not going to win this, but it's heartbreaking um, to lose the way we did. Uh, we added in grasp. We had a two game advantage. Uh, and again, in the 86 minute, we, we gave it all up. Um, anyway, uh, next up on the, on the agenda here, I, I met, I was going to talk about the Luis Fliviera 
uh, interview, which I uh, watched maybe a couple hours ago. I didn't watch it live because it was at the same time as our interview with Ericsson, and, and I much rather watch myself than watch uh, Luis Riviera, and I'm not a narcissist by any means. But um, I wanted to watch it. I wanted to watch it to see what he said. I, I wanted to jot down some 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 bullet points uh, to talk about, but, but really, um, there's nothing really to talk about. Um, he's the president. He was elected. There was, uh, I thought that um, the the dude that usually interviews him, what, what's his name? The guy that does the play-by-play? Elder Condut. Elder Condut. Um, you did, has done a much better job than this guy, Pedro Pinto. I think his name is Pedro Pinto. He's the guy that was uh, an anchor on one of uh, TVE or something. He was like, the 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 news guy for the eight o'clock hour of primetime telejournal, he was the guy. And I just thought that he was weak. Uh, I thought he was weak with his questions because there was questions there that, that certainly were uh, were rehearsed and were shown to the president. He kind of set set the president up to to say whatever whatever garbage you wanted to, to feed everyone. Uh and there wasn't a lot of things there that where he questioned. Uh, the president on some of his some of his statements, um, he talked about uh, winning uh, the Tetra and losing the Penta in the last couple games of the season, uh, but he didn't say why was there a disinvestment in a team when you had the Penta uh, in front of you? Why was there a disinvestment? That was a question that should have been asked because. If we remember, there was quite a few key players that we lost that season that didn't replace them properly. And that ultimately ended up costing us the season. Uh, so he didn't ask him about that. Uh, he also said, oh, oh yeah, in his JJ's first stint, uh, after losing the Liga Europa, after losing the championship in the last round, after losing the Taça Portugal, everybody wanted him out. And I was the one with the, with the courage to keep him on because I want to give him continuity, blah, 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 blah. But then the, the, the interviewer didn't say, so why did you get rid of him when he left? Because clearly he was the one that pushed out JJ. If he hadn't pushed out JJ, if he hadn't said to JJ, oh, maybe you should go to uh, to the Middle East, make a contract, make a lot of money, JJ would have never left Benfica. JJ would have stayed at Benfica, and who knows what would have happened from there, uh, right? So JJ would a consolidated roster, would have would a consolidated team with well-known methods. Why was there a time to get rid of JJ? So he, he never asked that. So if you were so emphatic about keeping JJ that first stint, why did you get rid of him? So that was that was uh, there was a lot of statements on there where I felt that he could have challenged the president with some some counter questions and he didn't. So a lot of it was was more propaganda, was more look of everything that we we've accomplished, look of everything that I've accomplished for this club. Uh, I live at the Seychelles. I, my promise is to keep growing Seychelles, blah, blah, blah. There's a meeting to, to acquire some, uh, some land around Seychelles because we want to build six more fields and, and another hotel, whatever. A lot of that, a lot of that other stuff, but there was a lot of very important questions that weren't asked of, uh, of Luis Liviera. And, and I kind of felt that there was just more propaganda. Uh, when you really should be asking the guy that's in charge of our club, 
really important questions and questions that the fans want responded. So whatever it is, what it is, I'm not going to bother, um, to, uh, to really address his, uh, his interview. If you guys want to watch it, it's available on YouTube. You can find it. Just type in Luis Lufiera and, and it'll be one of the first links that, that pops up. So, um, no sense in, in talking about that because I, I think that, and you're probably all familiar with the, whenever he goes on TV, there's a bingo sheet that is all his, his cliche phrases and you just play bingo. As he mentions those phrases, you just cross them off until you have bingo. Uh, and I saw a sheet that was almost filled out, uh, on Twitter. Somebody posted it up. So anyway, um, up next, Sturil, second leg of the Portuguese semi, Portuguese Cup semifinals. Benfica goes into this, this game with a 3-1, uh, lead over Sturil. Uh, now it comes back to, um, to Stade Luz. Dave, do you got any numbers on, uh, on Sturil or is, uh, Sturil is still in first in, um, uh, in the second league? Still in first. And, uh, since the first leg, They've uh, they've won their three next their next three games, uh, and they just recently beat our uh, Benfica B side three two this uh, this past uh, Saturday. So uh, after losing the first leg three one at home, they they've responded well in the second division. Um, but uh, my personal opinions coming into this match, I think this is another opportunity for the the club to gain some confidence and build off of the uh, Ruav result. And it's just taking another step. Uh, ultimately, it's not for the league, but it's another step to uh, build some confidence and gain momentum going forward for the second half of the season. Yeah, and Bes- uh, Befica B was ahead 2 nothing, if I'm not mistaken. And uh, I think Sturil came back, if I'm not mistaken. I could be wrong, though. But I know yeah. that Befica B was leading uh, that game. Uh, and, uh, Sturil was able to, uh, to turn that around and, and, and win that game. Um, and they're having quite a, a, a stellar season. Stenu, um, what, what do you, do you see anything that could be surprising for this game? Do you think that Sturil has the, the squad to surprise Benfica or to explore any of Benfica's, uh, insecurities? Ah, man, on paper, they should have no business competing with Benfica at the side of the Luge for a place in the final of Portugal. But I don't think there's one single Benfica that's comfortable going into this game based on the way we played all year that can honestly sit there and tell you that, you know, somewhat they're not worried about it to a certain extent. I'm, I'm, I'm confident. We'll, we'll pull off the victory. I'm confident we'll advance to the final with Tasa Portugal. But again, Benfica this season has been a lot of Jacqueline and Hyde. You know what I mean? It's we don't know what teams going to say. Show. Jacqueline, Jack, Jack. I don't know. I call it Jacqueline. Well, how's it go? Jack, Jekyll, Jackal, Jacqueline. Jack. I, I make her female. Jacqueline and Hyde. I went to the Jackie. restaurant over there. Jacqueline. I, I went. Antonio. Remember, they used to have a Jack, Jack, whatever, and Hyde over there in uh, Chelsea. It was always Jekyll and Hyde. Jackal. Jack, whatever. You know what I mean, man. You may, you're bringing more attention to it than what it really needed. Um, so we don't know what club is going to happen. So Benfica has those moments that when they step their game up, which has been very, very few, right? They could beat anybody, at least in Portugal, right? Easily. But at the same time, 
they could drop their levels so much so that a team like Sturil could actually catch Benfica napping. I don't I don't foresee that happening. I think Benfica will come away with a 2-0 victory. But just right now, I mean, if I'm a betting man, I'm I'm, I'm keeping my money. I'm going to go get a frungle and go home with it. I'm not betting. You know what I mean? It's just that that's the type of season we've had um, so far this season. Like our manus at Benfica FM like to say, Fanu Pau, I'm at a, a solid five and a half. Very solid five and a half. There's such thing as a half bow, five, we, five and a half uh, bow. But a gente, it's our podcast. We make the rules. <laughs> Dave, uh, what are your hopes and expectations uh, going into this game? Like I said, just uh, another way, another win, another opportunity for us to build some confidence. And I think I'm a little bit more pow than Cristiano on, on this one here. And if I was a betting man, I'd, I'd throw some money down on, on Benfica because uh, no excuse not for us to uh, to field our, our strongest lineup and get the, the positive result, build the confidence and continue on. It would not surprise me if um, the way the season has gone, it would not surprise me if this game ended uh, as in a deadlock either 1-1 or 0-0. It would not surprise me at all. And as Cristiano mentioned, this team has no business even being on the same field as as Befica. Uh, we should be asking how many is Befica going to win by, like the old times. Uh, but I, I it Don't would worry. not surprise me. Don't worry, bro. Gonzalo Ramos probably plays tomorrow. You, you think guys so? have been, yeah, he's got to play. Darwin is out. He's got to play tomorrow. And the guy's going to light the world on fire. So you guys will be, you know, again, I, I'll take back my My statement from before, if I'm a betting man, I'm betting on Mifiga because the superstar is playing tomorrow. Dave, look that up. Is Gonzalo Ramos still the best scorer of the second league? I'll take a look at that. But uh, while I do that, does do you guys think Vlacodimos gets his redemption uh, in this uh, in this game? Usually these have Ooh. been Elton Late's uh, games, the uh, cup ties. But That's a good shout. Now that uh, Elton Late's taken over the position uh, for the league, does uh, Vlaco get uh, a start on Thursday? Uh, I'm gonna go Helton. I don't know. I'm gonna go Helton because I think with the disastrous season that we've had so far this year, the fact that he's made this holy change, right? I think he's just gonna ride it out. We're one game away from the final of the Taça de Portugal. I think he's just gonna stick with it. I mean, there's what nine games plus plus this one, and then hopefully the final. What, 11 games left on the season. I think he's just gonna he's gonna ride that horse all the way to the final. Because I mean, how do you? Imagine you play Vlaco and he has a tremendous game tomorrow. Then all the bullshit, the pressure is going to start all over again. I don't. I think he's just going to stick Helton. I, I, you know, I don't even think that Vlaco Dimas was playing that bad. Does he have shortcomings for sure? It, it's not about playing bad. It's just that he doesn't fit what right. Benfica want. That's what I, it is. It's I not. A, it's not an indication I, of the player I himself. But, it's but he he could play in the Portuguese Cup. I, I'm thinking. I don't know. Possible. That's Helton's competition, bro. Yeah. Now why, you, why, why don't you give time to Svilar? For this, uh, you, I thought you're trying to win the game. <laughs> yeah, Svilar has been playing the B. What, what's uh, what's going on in the B team, Dave? Uh, Gonzalo Ramos has eight goals. He's tied for second. Uh, how as many the, games? Uh, how many games has he Three played? Games. There? Yeah. Five games. Sorry, Dave. He just played one and he scored. Dave just complained about us He's coming up with six six games, eight goals. Six for, uh, games. Yeah. Yeah. That's all he plays. He's played for the B team. He scored a hat trick one game, right? Yes, he did, right in the beginning. Uh, but yeah, he was the the 
the best scorer in that league for for quite some time. He hadn't played since like the fourth or fifth round. Well, he's gonna play tomorrow, not tomorrow. Thursday, Thursday. Thursday. I'll keep saying. Well, whatever. For well, those when you, listen, watch, when yeah, you exactly. listen tomorrow, I'll, it'll I stand be th- correct. Tomorrow is You're right. You're gonna play tomorrow. Um, we'll see what happens. I hope that he comes in with hunger. I hope he shows what I what I been looking for, what I've missed, I guess, because all you guys have seen it. Apparently, I've missed it. So I hope that he finally shows it tomorrow, and I hope he puts on a fantastic performance, and he's just another one that we can count on because we know this team right now severely lacks goals. We need goals. Yeah. We need to score. So I'm rooting for him. Yeah. After studio this Thursday, Besad comes up uh, this uh, Monday, 8.15 local. Uh, Bullness is currently in 10th. What, what else is Bullness up to, Dave? Uh Currently 10th with 22 points from four wins, 10 draws, seven losses. The team that scored the least amount of goals this season in the Liga Noche has only scored uh, 13 goals through the first uh, 21 games of the season. And uh, since playing Benfica and the Tasa Portugal, they've gone uh, one win, four draws, and one loss. And they actually drew uh, Porto a couple of weeks ago. Where's this game being played at? <laughs> That's. I was just about to to ask. Going is to it going to be played as yeah, Stadio Nacional? Uh, so it is. It is okay. Yeah. So uh, you know the pitch. We know what's going on at Jamor. That looks like a more like a batatal than than a a football pitch. Well, the way our teams play this year, maybe batatal is what they need. Yeah, maybe they they need, they need that lucky bounce off yeah, a divot. They sure as hell can't figure it out on that beautiful pitch. Stadio to lose. Maybe this will help them out. We'll see. Maybe, maybe Pizzi will shoot another one straight at the goalie, hits the ground, and goes the other way, like we saw this weekend. Maybe he gets another lucky bounce. We'll see. We it need could him. be. Or Seferovic, something. We oh, need something. Seferovic, crack, bro. Crack, crack. <laughs> we need something. But uh, another another game, and I, I think at this point, uh, saying that we, we need to keep winning is <laughs> – we don't need to say that. The, I think at this point you just need to look I've, build some kind of momentum. I've said here on this on this here podcast a couple weeks ago, all right, that Benfica was not going to drop any more games. I said, correct, Dave. I said we're not going to lose anymore. We haven't lost. We just drew. <laughs> at least in the league, I said in the campeonato. That was, that was our first win in how many games? Five Dave? games, I believe. Five games. We hadn't won in five games. Wow. COVID, bro. <laughs> I forgot to ask what, what universe are we doing this podcast thing? Because last week we were in La La Land and going back in time thinking that Benfica was 15 points ahead. What what universe are we Mars, living in? Mars. Now? It takes, eight, what is it, eight years to get there or eight minutes? What is it? What's the signal? Eight, eight hours to get there or something like that? That's where eight we're hours. At. Eight minutes then. It must be eight minutes. Mars? Yeah, the signal. Yeah, you ain't. Well, it's 12, 12 minutes. Oh. I when, they were phys- landing, when they were landing the rover, right? Physically, Something like get, that. physically yeah. getting there. No, physically, it's like, it's like, it's like eight years. No, it's but I'm talking months. about, who cares? This might as well be eight years. Imagine being six months on a plane. What the f- Like, oh, come <laughs> on, dude. Like, yo, I go to Portugal five and a half hours and I want to jump off. Imagine six months. You've watched every single piece of Netflix. <laughs> Series for this. You, for go, six you enter the plane with your little kid, and he comes out walking and running. <laughs> My man, they're ready to play for Benfica. Yo, he goes in, goes sucking, in sucking on a mama. Yeah, he goes out eating some some cozida portuguesa. Comes out with a be fun in his hand, like yo, don't butter. Um, yeah, this is definitely present universe, Dave. I, I'm I, 
I uh, I appreciate people reaching out to us and, and saying that they they had a, a blast listening to us, and I'm surprised that. <laughs> imagine our reaction. Pe- not actually, more imagine if you were happy. Imagine us. We we're actually in cloud nine. Like, oh shit, that felt great for a minute. Like, oh, oh, oh ah, man, it was it was it a hard was, crash. It was an escape. It was an escape. It was a harder crash than that rover in Mars. They it was, it was a hard crash. I'm telling you, it took us longer than 12 minutes to come down to Earth. Like, oh Jesus Christ. Now it was it was a lot of fun, man. And I like I said, I appreciate the guys that reached out and said. Uh, that was super enjoyable, and I'm, I'm surprised that more people didn't reach out to to, to haters. To but whatever, suckers. I think at this point, I think there's a lot of people that have lost interest in Befica, and as a result, probably are not listening to our podcast. It's only 400 down the drain. Nobody but, pay attention. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, do uh, Befica nost zist nunca? Um, that's all we got uh, for this week. Uh, we don't have anything else. We could look at March. What do we got March, Dave? We got uh, Boavista afterwards. We Boa got Vista, Praga. We got Maritimo. Pa- and yeah, uh, not e- Maritimo is in, in April already. There's an international oh, yeah. break. Finally, one of those. We can take a week off. <laughs> we don't have to go through our union reps to uh, get a week off here at the podcast. We've got the uh, international break coming up. So right. just uh, Boavista and Braga and then Maritimo on uh, the 3rd of uh, April there. And that's it. That's it. That's all. No more Europa League. No, no more three every three days. Wait, so the season is over on April third? No. 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 We're just we're just looking at March. Oh I was gonna say that was it. Like, yo, that's mighty early. The season has been over, dude. Where you been? No, it's not <laughs> over, man. That that all important second place. That all important second place, man. I mean, this is gonna be the difference between Benfica selling adult that opt for for gazillion bucks now. We need that fifty or forty mil, whatever it is, guaranteed. Ah, you're gonna end up selling Vlacodimus because Vlacodimus was not gonna want to stay in Portugal, being a second a number two. We're gonna have to run back a uh, uh, Bruno Varela. You're gonna sell Tavares to Newcastle. Thank the Lord. Touch my look. Touch my look. We'll do something. We'll do something. We're going to do something. Yeah, we're going to do something. All right. We better qualify or else we'll be doing a whole lot of something. <laughs> That's right. And I'll be having to sell off Seychelles pitches. Yeah. Seychelles Bef- pitches. Befica did uh, publish their financial results. I don't know for what quarter, but they were up <laughs> $8.3 million in profit. So Gucci, that's, bro. That's not bad. Look at that. We spent money on getting cats out of trees and personal training, and we still, still got money, money left over. I, Look at how that. do they make a profit with no ticket sales and this dismal uh, performance that's uh, uh, going on here? Thanks to our great president. This guy knows he's got his he's got his finger on on you know on the pulse of of the business, and only thank thanks to him and the great business uh, deals that he gets. You know, it's phenomenal. Yeah, yeah. And and we threw in what one point three million for a company that don't even exist. I mean, that's that's fucking awesome. Hey Dave, uh Dave. I and I, I can ask both of you. Dave, no. What what's the over under um in which Benfica one Benfica will get a penalty called in their favor? Uh two games, three games? What do you what do you what do you think? I'll ask you the same question, Christian. I think at this point. I'm rooting for it. Just go the whole fucking season without it. <laughs> <laughs> at this point, it might as well. I'm with you. I just go with it. That'd be quite remarkable. Because it'd be kind of stupid. Or all of a sudden, now you get in like 20 some games to the season. Oh shit! Now we're gonna call penalties when you have 50 of them. Not 50, but yeah, obviously. But you had a, a boatload of them. Like I, right now, I think it'd be great. Get second place with no penalties. Then we could definitely, we could definitely come out and say, Verdade Sportivo. What was it the, the campeões of Verdade Sportivo? We're gonna take over Sporting. Sporting usually were the ones that were chanting and having parades outside when Benfica won the title and they're having parades for their own. I don't know what the 
hell they're celebrating. But we we could do that. About second place and zero penalties. Yeah, that's a so we could get out of shirt. Benfica podcast where you don't need no penalties to get to four hundred episodes. Something like that. That's what it is. Something like that. Yeah. I think I think we get the penalty against Braga. It's going to be a decisive penal, uh, decisive match, and we're going to get a, a penalty called against Braga. If I'm looking at the you, schedule here, you might have just given Jafors an idea for a T-shirt. Yeah, <laughs> Benfica. We don't need no penalties yeah. in the back. Cristiano <laughs> wants his royalties on that. You side. don't need no. We don't need no damn penalties in yeah. the front. Like just that saying. To the left. To the left. Right. Something like. That. <laughs> <laughs> you don't need no death penalty. Yeah, I, it, it'll be like the 1972 season where Benfica went unbeaten. Uh, this it's will be a record. season. It'll be Benfica un, un penalty. Yeah, but I think it's idiotic if you guys to expect penalty. I mean, Benfica doesn't get fouled. I mean, those we don't, you know, we it's, don't even get into the offensive third. As much time as we spend in a box passing the ball around, we can't get penalties because got that we will not shoot the ball from distance. No, we're allergic. <laughs> Allergic to it, PZ. Then again, PZ shoots the goalie gets out the way. So it's, maybe it's a good thing. Get out the way. Get, Get out, out the, the way. way. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's uh, that's enough clowning around uh, for us, Dave. Always a pleasure having you. Any last words? <laughs> Any last words, Dave? Dave please don't say more. Come back next week. <laughs> Any last words, this guy for th- for this week? We'll leave it at that. That's right. <laughs> we'll be back, uh, Cristiano. What about you? I'll be back when you come back. Oh yeah, we'll be back. I'll, if you have me back next yeah, week, I'll you're be gonna back. be taking an international break soon, right? Yeah, I need to. I need to take. I, I look. I'm going to divulge something here, ladies and gentlemen. I'm I'm setting off on my own little excursion here. I'm I'm going to try to finally put some content uh forth of you know myself instead of having Alfredo with it, you know as my as my little Bengala holding my hand through things. So I, I might need to take off a couple of days because I need to organize this thing just to put up some great content for you guys. I'll definitely be uh, posting uh, everything on social media. But, yeah, I might need to take a little break in order to, to organize everything because this is, I mean, this is bigger than getting to Mars, ladies and gentlemen. It's been in the works longer than six months. Alfredo, <laughs> you can attest to that. We've been talking about this for like three years. Yeah, if you're an aspiring graphic artist, hit up Cristiano. Ah, we got. He might be the one to give you the the shots to. Uh, you gonna make to it to his, the moon, baby? Get his branding together. Forget Mars. You are gonna go to the moon? This is the this is the ground level. Jafos, you wanna get in on ground level. Jafos, get them shirts. Get them popping right now. Get them ready. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, I might. I don't know. I might take off a week or two. We'll see. Uh, but we'll we'll get to that when yeah. when, when we get to that. Thanks, everyone, for checking us out at 10CO10, at 87DO87, at Befica Podcast is where you can find us all on Twitter. Uh, next week, we'll be back. We'll recap the B-side game and the studio game, and we'll look ahead to uh, Bovista, which comes up. Always an interesting match against Bovista. Anyway, 400 episodes in the bag. Thank you all for your support. Thank you for the people that were in it from the start. Uh, also, a special match, a special a special message to uh, Peggy. Um, Peggy, the always uh, so so thoughtful friend of ours, and and a great friend for life that uh, we've we've made, that I've made, and Cristiano and and Dave alike, I'm sure, uh, because of this <laughs> because of this podcast, uh, he was uh, he was very thoughtful and, and sent me a, a nice gift. Uh, 
what the message said for you for your 400th episode. Oh, well, mine might still be in the mail. Like, no, nah, you, you you haven't reached 400 the, episodes. The, so. the, 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 no, the Australian it, it, Bruce Springsteen it, forgot about me. It's like uh, it's like when Figu reaches the 100 caps, he gets like get a, a, plaque, little plaque. Get a little plaque. You haven't reached 400 caps yet. I mean, I talk. I've talked probably for like 800 of them. So, you know what I mean? I could fill 800 episodes with just me talking. Right, Dave? What do you think? I don't know. You, too many vacations. Uh, you Maybe at 200 caps. You're right. You you know what? You're right about that. I have taken my own sweet time. But, you know, thanks to the great Department of Internal Affairs with us uh, for the Bifiga podcast. It's been able to. All joking aside. Alfredo, congrats once again, man. Thanks, 400 man. Is, is not a easy feat. Uh, you know it's better than longest, 400, though? Longest lasting podcast longest lasting benfica podcast benfica podcast when no one was it for about half of those so congrats you know what's better than 400 401 that's right that's what we'll uh, serve up next week take care everyone enjoy yourself stay safe later grazie